0: You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's the deal, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15 percent off your next order. As per usual, I am your host Kuka Hill. You can find me on Twitter at kukahillmba. You can find me over at Detroit Bad Boys writing articles about the Pistons. You can find me on YouTube at Coos Ballroom, and hopefully on YouTube, I get a video out. soon. it's just really. It's really hard to get a video out when I'm doing this every day, and then I also have work I have to do in the morning. So I'm going to work, coming home, doing this, watching the Pistons, recording afterwards, recording recaps. It's hard to get videos out, but I want to get one up soon, so hopefully we get one up then. But you guys know what today is. It's Friday, which means we're doing the Are You Drinking the Kool-Aid segment. But before we get to that, and we have plenty of submissions. It should take up the rest of the show after this. But before we get to that, I have to talk about this game the Pistons just won against the Memphis Grizzlies last night if you're listening to this on the day I publish it, which will be the day after this one, man, I just, I, I don't know how to feel about this, man. It's just like on the last podcast, I predicted that the Pistons would not lose an, another, uh, not win another game, I should say, the rest of the year. And now they come out against the Grizzlies, a team trying to fight for a play in spot, and they beat them by 14. Now, I did say on the last podcast that this was a game that was scary to me because Memphis is on the second end of a back to back. I did say that was going to scare me, but I didn't think they'd actually win. I did not think Detroit would actually win, and this is the main reason why the Pistons won. There's two things that really make me mad about this game. One thing we've always said is that if the Pistons' young guys lead the Pistons to a win, then you have to just be happy with it. If, if Sadiq Bay, Seku, or Sadiq Bay re- redacted, I should say, uh, Killian Hayes, Isaiah Stewart, Frank Jackson, something like that, if they lead us to a victory, then okay, so be it. There's not you can't really, you can't really get mad at your young players, leading a victory. What I can not get mad at, though, is the fact that Corey Joseph returns tonight, gets played 35 minutes. 35 minutes. Sabin Blee played 13 minutes. 13. What game are we in? Game 67? And Corey Joseph came out here and dropped 18 and 11. Like, what? In 35 minutes of play? Why is he playing 35 minutes? Rain Ellington, coming off the bench, gets played 26 minutes. He drops 18 off the bench. He hits six threes. Like, bro, it's just, it's like, what's the what's the purpose here? What What's the point here? Sadiq gets played damn near 40 minutes. He's playing at 39 minutes. Why? Why is Sadiq being played this many minutes? Like, I don't, I don't know why him, it's not even about him being, obviously, he's not a veteran, he's a rookie. But the point is, like, why are you playing him damn near 40 minutes in game 67? Just why? It doesn't make no sense to me. And then the the part that really makes me mad, if you guys watched my recap video, you you guys haven't seen it yet, go ahead and go to Locked on Pistons Twitter. I posted it last night after the game. But the thing that really makes me mad is the fact that, you know, I thought the Pistons only had nine players suited up yesterday. I I thought they only had nine players ready to play. I could have sworn I looked at the injury report, looked at the roster, and saw that they only had nine players ready to play. But apparently they had a 10th man. I didn't know Dylan Brooks played for Detroit. I what what whoa what happened there? Dylan Brooks apparently was playing for the ops all night. I don't know what exactly happened there. I don't know what Memphis did to piss him off. I don't know what kind of roots or deals or under the table stuff he did with the Pistons or uh, who the hell knows. But he came out here, dropped four of 16 from the field. Four of 16. You guys know what percentage that is? Quick math. You guys, if you guys graduated high school, you guys should know how to do this. That's one of four if you simplify it. You know what one of four is? That's a quarter. 25% from the field. 16 shots. He went 0 of 7 from deep. You guys shouldn't need to graduate high school for that one. So all you guys who didn't graduate high school, you guys should easily get that one. That's 0%. Zero. And he fouled fouled out the game. (laughs) Oh, my God. What's going on, man? Dylan Brooks was out there playing for the Ops. The Pistons, all of us just want them to lose out. We all just want them to stay at this second spot in the lottery. They had. They were in control of their destiny with that. I think they somewhat are now. I think they now, if they, even if they do lose out, they could still possibly tie with like two other teams. But like now, it's not. So if that's the case, it's not completely in their in their hands now. Like if they were just lost lost out, I'm pretty sure they just keep that second second slot. But now, of course, you know, and we have to go ahead and play because we just had to play Wayne Ellington, 26 minutes. We just had to play Corey Joseph, 35 minutes, 35 minutes. <laughs> oh my God, man. It's just like with this team, you don't, I don't get it. I don't get why. It, like, it, Troy Weaver should be behind the bench demanding that Dwayne Casey stop this. He should not be allowed to do that. I know that I've already seen the Dwayne Casey defenders on my Twitter line. Like, I listen, if the Pistons win a game because of their young players, so be it. But in game 67, man, like even a month ago, if this happens and whatever, I'd probably be mad, but it, I wouldn't be this, like, upset or mixed emotions about it but in game 67 when you have clear spot you have the clear advantage of the second pick or the second odds in the lottery right now if you just simply continue to do what you do I I don't understand like this game right here this game they won today if this if the let me just say this if the pistons don't end up with the second worst odds for this lottery because of this game right here I want answers for what this game means for the future what is this game going to do for the pistons future Like, are we looking back in this game in two years saying, oh, yeah, that game against Memphis, remember, at the end of the year when Dylan Brooks decided to play 6-on-4 with the Pistons. That game right there, man, that that, that changed some stuff with this franchise, man. In, like, two years, like, whenever they – if this game really meant that much in a few years, whenever the Pistons eventually win a championship again, they need to go ahead and set a ring to Dylan Brooks' house. Send one to his house, wherever he's playing at. If he's retired, I don't care. And even if it's like – if this game means that much – I don't care if it's like 90 years from now give one send one to his family put it around his grave like i, I if, if that if this game means that much I, it's just like I don't get it bro if he only played if they like that one game a few weeks ago I forget what it was like a week and a half ago or two weeks ago. The the vets ended up playing like I think it was 25 minutes, and I came on here and said, you know, you can't be really mad at Dwayne Casey. He did like he did his compromise there. You can't just sit the veterans completely, so you're gonna cut the minutes. I didn't think they'd ever sit the veterans completely. They've been doing that, and they bought into the tank, which is really cool. But he, he could have at least done the buy in compromise kind of thing. Corey Joseph didn't need to play 35 minutes. Why can't we get more Saban Lee? Like game 67 at the end of the year. This is the whole purpose to get Saban Lee run. That's the whole point of the this end of the season this is literally what this is for and he gets 13 minutes what what is, what is this serving for us in the future is Corey Joseph coming back next year he's gonna be this franchise point guard like what's he well, I don't get it why 35 minutes I, I understand you people are going to say well you know when he's playing really well you can't just sit him that's yes, the hell you can get the hell wait yes the hell you can you know how you can Corey come here go sit right there sit down that's what you do that's how easy it is hey Corey come here You ain't got a future here. I know you're playing well. We'll get you back out there in about nine minutes. But sit down real quick. We'll be back out there in nine minutes. Just wait. Drink some Gatorade. Have some fun. Cheerlead over here. It's as easy as that. I promise. It's as easy as that. Man. Ah, God. Whatever. When we come back, we're going to finish out the rest of the podcast with Are You Drinking the Kool-Aid Segments? I got a lot of submissions. So it should take up the rest of the rest of the podcast and like I tell you guys always if you guys listen to this and you guys don't hear guys' submission said if I missed it somehow you guys sent it somewhere I didn't see it make sure you guys let me know whenever you guys listen to this I'll be sure to tackle it the next week so but first before we get into all that let me tell you about one of our sponsors bet online ag betting is now legal in Michigan and if you're anything like me you want to take advantage of that instantly however there was one problem I ran into there's just so many different apps to bet through which betting app is the best to use which one's best for me that's when I found out about bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL season might be over, but the NBA, MOB, and NHL are all in full swing. If you want to take your adventures beyond sports, however, bet Online has you covered there too. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, things that I didn't even know you could bet on. Bet Online has real-time updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine. Bet Online is the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head over to now to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON. Again, head over to now to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So like I said, you guys know what today is. Today is Friday where we have the Are You Drinking the Kool-Aid segment. When well, I answer all of you guys' submissions and let you guys know, am I drinking the Kool-Aid or am I not drinking the Kool-Aid? If I am drinking the Kool-Aid, you will hear this sound. Yeah. So, I hope you guys are ready to play. Let's get it going. I also just want to let you guys know that you guys send them to so many different tweets. That I have one, two, three, four different tabs open on, on my desk, on my PC, I should say, And because I have to keep each tweet open and go through the replies because it's just all over the place. I'm pretty sure there's one. I have bookmarked as well. I'm going to have to go find at the end. And there's also one I believe one of you guys sent me on my DMs. I'll eventually find it, hopefully. But anyways, let's get it going. So first one we got is from my friend, my old friend from high school, my guy, Frankie P. Frank Pizzo. What's the deal, man? He says, Frank Jackson will be Jeremy Grant in the next two years with development. Uh, Frankie, I'm sorry, man. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid on that one, dog. I'm just not doing that. Frank Jackson, he has a really good offensive game. I've said how high I am on him. I have no reason to believe he can't get any better. He's only 22 years old. But I think, and someone mentioned this on the last podcast or like a few podcasts ago, someone tweeted at me. I believe it was on Wednesdays. And I think it was a really good comparison that I hadn't thought about. It's like Frank Jackson's ceiling being like Jordan Clarkson on the Jazz or J.R. Smith to the New York Knicks. I think that's a really good spot for him. He doesn't have to start. He could be a starter maybe if he reaches that level. Like those guys were kind of... Uh, starter level player that just came off the bench. But I think that's a that's a good ceiling for Frank Jackson. I think that's about as high as he can get. But Jeremy Grant, no. I don't know about that. Jeremy Grant's a two-way player. And I, I don't know. Jeremy Grant is just a lot better than that. that is expecting to become like Jeremy Grant would be like expecting an all-star at your two-guard. And I just, I, that's a little too lofty for Frank. I, I know the fro got everybody excited. But I just don't know about, about those kind of lofty expectations, Frank. You got to take it easy, man. Take it easy. Uh, tell the family I said hello though. If you listen to this, tell your family I said hello, I, and I hope they're doing well. Uh, Nick Willis has the next one. He says Pistons will have the best bench in the NBA for the 2022-23 season. He says Killian Hayes. Whoa, you have Killian on the bench. I'd like if you're listening to this right now, I'd like to hear your reasoning for why you have Killian on the bench. Tweet that at me. Uh, he also okay. So he says Killian Hayes, Hamadou Diallo, Josh Jackson. He makes sure to un, like put Josh right there. Make sure I don't think he's talking about Frank. So Josh Jackson, Sekou, and Mason Plumlee. Um, I don't know if Mason Plumlee is going to be on this team in that season. Uh, but even if he is, let's say this is the bench lineup. I'm going to say no. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to drink the Kool-Aid on that one. I'm not sure if that's going to be a, the best bench in the NBA. Hopefully by then, Sekou is taking Or re, You guys got to stop setting me up, man. You guys be setting me up to say his name. I told y'all I'm not saying his name no more. Redacted. Hopefully he takes another jump that season and – Hopefully, he's really good. But I just don't know. I If they have the best bench. This is the thing. This, this is the thing with this question. Is that if Killian Hayes is coming off the bench, Diallo's coming off the bench, and is coming off the bench, I'm going to assume. Like, I have to assume something went wrong. Like, I, I have to assume that Amadou Diallo didn't reach the ceiling. I have to assume Killian must not have been playing well, so he got benched. And I have to assume that Seiku just never took like that big of a jump if he's still the backup. So I, I, that's why I'm going to say no. I don't believe those guys will be bench players. And if they reach, like if they keep getting better, I don't believe they're going to be bench players in 2022, 2023. Maybe Seiko. Yeah, Seku, But maybe he could be there. But if Killian and Hamadou are there, then I, something had to have went wrong. And that's something we don't want to see happen. But okay. So next one is from Arthur. He said, <laughs> his, his isn't even really a Kool Aid submission, but I, I'll read it because I, I get your frustration. He says, Here's my submission. <laughs> Someone please tell me what good Corey Joseph or Wayne Ellington is doing for this franchise at this point, besides bleeping, bleep up. Um <laughs> I get your frustration, man. If you guys watch my recap, like I said, you guys would see like how I was just I I had so many mixed emotions and whatever, but I feel it man. I know you're not the only one out there feeling that type of way. It doesn't make much sense to me why they got played so much, but <laughs> Who knows? You know, maybe honestly, I think you should you should have include Dylan Brooks in there. Like I said, Dylan Brooks was playing six and four out there, man. He played for the ops tonight, so that that's on. Un- I I honestly might blame him more than them, to be honest. But next we got from Pistons Pride. He says Sekou is going to break out next season on the Pistons. So, yes, I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid on that one. I'm sure you guys are like, oh, yeah, of course you'll drink the Kool-Aid on that one. Wait, did you guys just trick me into saying his name again? Listen, I'm I'm going to block all you guys who keep doing this. You guys will be banned from the Kool-Aid segment. You guys will be banned from my mailbag if you make me say his name again. I, I, I accidentally keep saying his name. I already – one of you guys, I'm sure you guys sent in a question, but one of you guys, I accidentally said his name just now on Twitter trying to – like, give some analysis of after the game. And you guys were like, you mean redacted. So, if you guys keep setting me up, man, I'm going to have to block you. Pistons Pride, who is the other one? Which one of you guys, Who was the other one that said it? Nick, Nick Willis. You guys, all of you guys who keep tricking me into saying his name, you guys are going to get blocked. But either way, yeah, I'm going to buy, I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid on that one. This is why. It depends what you mean by breakout. My expectations, which you guys will tell from that rant video that was going all over the place on Twitter. Uh, my expectations of a breakout will be him... Uh, being like kind of a six man type of thing, like coming out there scoring maybe like nine to ten points a game off the bench, potentially like if he's starting, that something must have went wrong. So that's my opinion. Like if he's starting, that means either Jeremy Grant got traded or like something just went wrong. He should. There's no way he should be starting next season. But if he's like a six man type of thing coming off the bench, that's a breakout for me. I I know I see a lot of you guys apparently must think stardom has to be a breakout season for him. So I I, underst- I I don't get me started. Actually, no, I'm not doing that. You won't get me started. I'll just end it with this. I'm drinking Kool-Aid on that one. I think he could get there. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and be confident in my guy and, and assume he can, he can take a big leap next season. So next. And if he doesn't take a big leap next season, that's not, that's not bad either because he'll still be 21 and he's a project. Remember this. Like he can still develop. He doesn't have to be amazing year three. Year four, I believe that's when you want to see like a legit jump. Year four is when I'll, I'll start, like, ruling things. Anyways, next one is from Mr. Blue Sky. He says, this is, thankfully, the last year of the Pistons having the ugly gray jerseys. I cannot drink the Kool-Aid on that one, no matter how much I want to drink the Kool-Aid on that one, because I hate the Pistons branding. I hate the Pistons jerseys. I think they're all ugly. And one of you guys, uh, like, last year during one of my videos, I had a Bulls hat on. And you guys were like, don't ever wear that Bulls hat again. You're talking about the Pistons, blah, blah. Listen the Pistons gear sucks all of it sucks I'm sorry I don't care who's listening to this I don't care if I hurt any feelings I'm sure a lot of people feel this way the Pistons jerseys suck their hats suck their socks suck their armbands suck armbands whack everything whack t-shirts whack uh, uh, sweatpants whack colors whack logo whack everything literally I hate everything about it. there's nothing cool about their stuff dude none of it they need a rebrand bad so I wish they'd get rid of the ugly gray jerseys. Just give us the damn red jerseys like we've been asking for. But I just I just don't know if that's actually going to happen. So I, as, no matter how much I want to drink the Kool-Aid in that one, I'm just going to have to say I, I can't can't drink it with that one. Cause I, I don't think they're going to. It's been years, and they still haven't. Anyways, next one. I, this will be the last one before we go ahead and go to another one of our sponsors, and we'll continue it afterwards. We're going to go with one from Ben Ingersoll. I think I said the name right. I'm sorry if I said it wrong. He says, "Am I crazy for thinking the Pistons should keep Kojo? I mean, he has surprisingly great. He's been surprisingly great, and could easily be the backup point guard next season." Okay, so that's not really a Kool-Aid. I can't really drink or not drink that. But since you tweeted, I'll answer it. Um, yes, you're crazy. The Pistons should not resign him uh, because I, I'm. Anytime you give my my biggest fear is that anytime you give Dwayne Casey any kind of veteran who can somewhat play. He's just going to get attached to him and just play him because he wants to. And, and I, you should just keep that as far as possible away from him. And Kojo has played good enough to be qua- to like qualify for that. And to lo- go along with that, the Pistons are probably going to draft another guard, and even if they don't end up drafting another guard, they're going to have saving, which I'm sure that they're probably want to get some run at backup. I just don't see why Kojo would come back here. There's no point. The only reason why he's here is because his account it's con- is expiring in the offseason when you can like opt out. For that eleven million, and it can be expiring. So that's the only reason why he's here. And once that happens, he's just be gone out our sights, out of our minds, and that's it. So, like I said, we'll be right back with some more Kool Aid submissions. But before we get to that, let me tell you about another one of our sponsors and your guys' personal favorite sponsor, Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar on the planet Earth comes with a variety of flavors, including six new flavors: and caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All flavors are covered in incredible tasting chocolate and are soft and easy on the teeth to chew. These bars are low in calorie and sugar, but are high in protein and fiber. A flavor that I'd suggest is the peanut butter flavor. I absolutely love peanut butter. You put that in any bar, I'm probably going to love it. So you know that has to be my favorite one. It's packed with 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams net carbs. So go try the Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again... Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. So we are going to, to end this episode with even more submissions from Kool-Aid segment. We have only drank the Kool-Aid, I believe, one time. I've only had to play this one time. And like I've told you guys, I, I've been I, you know how long, if you guys paid attention to the last few episodes of Kool-Aid segment, I've been sitting here, I was sitting there for the longest trying to find like a, like a soundboard to use and I finally found it and I think I've only been able to use it like three or four times. Like come on guys, you guys gotta help me out here. I'm trying to I went looking for this, I finally found one and now you guys can't I can't even use it as much. I can't even use it. Come on, let's 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 use this thing, let's have some fun. Next one's going to be from Motor City Hoops. They say Pistons will be in a will be in the playing game next season, assuming it's still implemented, of course. <sighs> I cannot drink the Kool-Aid on that, man. I just don't think the Pistons are gonna be that good next year. Still, I think Jeremy Grant Still going to be pretty good. But outside of that, I think the Pistons are still going to be way too young. And the main thing, like I say, I've said this on multiple podcasts, is that the young players can be good for being young players. But I think that the Pistons' young players are not actually good compared to like the rest of the NBA. Like For young players, they are good. You should be happy about them. You should be excited about them. But I just don't know if they're actually good compared to their peers across the NBA on teams that are actually winning and trying to do things. So I think that that's going to be the same thing next year. It's going to be year two of this. A lot of guys I feel like are not I, – I, this is the thing with Pistons fans. I think they, they did this definitely with Redacted, and I'm scared that they do this with the rest of these players, is that anytime they give you any time, kind of taste of success, anything to make you think that they can be great or really good, etc. cetera, they immediately just assume okay then next season oh i expect to see this oh oh here comes greatness and if they don't hit all-stars or they don't take this huge jump in the season everyone's just done with you now now you're not the shining new toy anymore it's the new rookie coming in anytime he shows you guys something it's going to be oh he's the next great one and then eventually when he doesn't do it he's not he's he's getting thrown back in the toy box with woody and buzz it's like all of them and andy just keeps finding new toys that's basically what you guys do so i hope I just don't think that the Pistons are going to do that because I think their young players are going to still be raw and good for young players, just not good compared to the rest of the league, which is okay, which would be fine. I'm not saying you do that, Motor City Hoops. I'm just saying I think the Pistons fans do that, and I wanted to go on a little bit of a rant because of your question. But in all, I'm not drinking Kool-Aid on that one. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Next one we got from Obi Floppin. He says, the best this team can hope to do next year is compete for the play-in game. Hashtag Kool-Aid. Yeah. I am absolutely drinking the Kool-Aid on that one. That right there is my prediction. I think the Pistons will be good enough to be challenging for the play-in. Not a playoff spot like 8, 7, or 6. I think they'll be good enough to be competing for 10th seed. Maybe 9th ninth, maybe ninth seed, but compete for the 10th seed. That's not me predicting they'll get there. I don't think they'll get there. But I think they'll be good enough to where they're one of those teams. Like, like where we're at right now in the season, I think they'll be one of the teams that compete to like maybe last week. And then it's like, okay, well, we're not getting there. Now it's time to tank again. So I think that's good. I think that would be a fine thing to see from them too, to see them compete and try to get to the play-in, but just fall short, which would be fine. You know, we're right back in the draft lottery, get to get another pick, which would be fine. This is good for the rebuild. You want to see that kind of stuff. You don't want them I, – I don't think – I'll say this. I don't think you want to see them be like one of the worst teams in the entire NBA game. I don't think you want to see them be like last or second to last I think around there, fine, fighting for the play and then eventually taking sure. But I don't think we want to see them be like as bad this year on purpose. I I think you hope to see some kind of step forward next season. If they don't, it's not the worst thing on the earth. But I think that's kind of the expectation to be like competing for play-in spot, not a playoff spot, a play-in spot. So I am drinking the Kool-Aid on that one. Thank you, Obi Flopping, for finally giving me, a, actually, the second one for the the soundboard. I, like, I, I want to use this thing, man. Come on. I want to use it. Next one, from Bryce. He says Frank Jackson is the best guard on the Pistons roster. Okay, do I do I click the soundboard for this one? This I have to think about this one. So we got Frank Jackson. You got Killian Hayes. You got Josh. Is he the best guard in the roster? You got Hami. You got Corey Joseph. You got is Frank Jackson the best guard in this roster? I, I oh god, this one's a toughie. I don't know. Is he the best? Ba- you know what? For the sake of this podcast and for the sake of me wanting to use this damn soundboard, there you go. Yeah. We'll go ahead and drink the Kool-Aid of that one. You know what? I want to use the soundboard, and it's too close for me. I, I, I can't figure out the answer right now. Um, I know I'm probably going to end up changing the answer. I might say no at a different date. But as of right now, since I had to think so long about it, I'm not sure of it right now. I'll go ahead and say yes. I think he's probably the best guard as of right now. Uh, he just The way he can score and the, and how efficiently he's been scoring – and the things that he has in his bag and how the massive improvement he's taken over the past like month and a half or so, I think he's been playing like the best guard. So I know some people may have like object to that, which I may be wrong. I, I just really wanted to use the, the, the soundboard. But it's close enough for me to like have to sit back and think about it because I'm not sure. I'm not sure I can say that Josh Jackson is definitively better than him. I'm not sure I can say any other guards is definitively better than him. I'm sure a lot of Killian guys are going to come in here and say that Killian is better than him. But I'm just not sure if that's the case as of right now. Killian may be really good as a passer, but I, I still don't think, like I've said on many podcasts, and I just mentioned a little bit ago, that I don't think Killian's actually good compared across the league in the pick and roll. I don't think he's actually good. I think he has a solid foundation where you can see he's going to be elite. But I don't think he's actually good compared to everybody else. So actually, yeah, I, I, I'll say it now. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on that one. Frank Jackson's the best guy on the roster. Um all right, so next one is from my guy Eli Bashy. This is the first. I asked him if this is his first time submitting one. I thought Eli would submit one by now. This, this is the kind of thing I feel like Eli would, like, troll the most with. He loves the troll. I'm sure you guys know know who he is. So I was expecting a lot of troll answers from him. But this is his first one. And he says, Frank Jackson is the best shooter on the Pistons. I am drinking the Kool-Aid on that one. A lot of Frank Jackson hype on this podcast. You guys are going to start calling me a Frank Jackson stan, but that's not really what it is. But the fact is, I think he's better shooter. I think the only other person on the team that like rivals him is Sadiq Bay. I'm not going to include Wayne Ellington because he's like too on and off and he barely plays for the Pistons. I'm not going to count him. But I'm going to say Frank is right now, and this is why. Sadiq is, I, I'm not looking at the numbers right in front of me, but off the top of my head, I think Sadiq may be like a better outside shooter, like purely from three. They're both really good shooters from deep, but I'm going to assume that Sadiq is the better shooter from deep. But Frank Jackson is by far, from what I've seen this year, a better shooter anywhere else, like from the. Uh, I'm going to assume from the free throw line. I'm not looking at his numbers right now on the free throw line, but I'm going from like from watching. I'm going to assume that Frank Jackson is better from the free throw line. Let's hey, you know what, Let's just pull this up. Let me pull this up. Frank Jackson is shooting eighty-one percent from the free throw line. Sadiq Bay is shooting come on he is shooting 85 percent from the free throw line okay so never mind he's not a better free throw shooter but i think i think frank jackson is a better mid-range shooter a better pull-up shooter a better off-the-move shooter i think everything outside and shoot threes he's a better shooter than Sadiq right now so while Sadiq has like the edge on him from outside i think frank jackson's just better everywhere else shooting wise so it is what it is. they're both really good shooters really good shooters they're they're easily the top two targets on the team with this answer. But I'm gonna go with Frank because of the reason I just listed. I don't think that's I don't think that's bad. Sadiq doesn't have to I I, I can't, I'm just waiting for people to come in here and be like, oh you're hating on Sadiq. I can't wait for it because that's not what I'm doing. But I can already hear it coming. But anyways I think this is the I think this might be the last one. No, I think we have one more after this. It's somewhere in my DMs I gotta find it. But I'm not sure. If I miss it, one of you guys said something in, in the DMs. If I miss it, make sure you guys let me know. And I'll be sure to answer it next week. I apologize. Oh, no, wait, no, I found it. Okay. All right, so this one right here is from Hardball Got to Go. <laughs> Poor Michigan fans. Uh, anyways, he says, uh, at Kuka Hill NBA, drink the Kool Aid, the Pistons will make another draft day trade. Yeah. There you guys go. I'm, I'm getting to use this thing now. I think that's three in a row I've been able to use it for. But anyways, I think yeah, I think the Pistons probably do make another draft day trade. Troy Weaver is really aggressive. He's proved that already, obviously with Seku. Oh my God, you you tricked me into doing it. What's your name? I have to go back now to the tweet. What's your name? Horrible. I got to go. I'm gonna remember this. You guys tricked me again into saying his name. If it happens again, I promise you we're gonna. Oh my God, you guys are you guys are something, man. Anyways. I think you guys can see that with the fact that Redacted is still on this roster. He's the only one left from last year's roster, and obviously, that everything, all the trades he made on draft day, I would not be shocked at all if he made even more trades on this upcoming draft night. I wouldn't be surprised if included maybe a young player too. Like I'm not going to be surprised with anything he does. He's shown that he's incredibly aggressive, and I don't think anybody's safe, so I don't, I, I wouldn't rule it out. Actually, I would actually predict it. I would put money that he probably does make a trade at the uh, on the draft day. So yeah. All right, so this is the last one. This one is the one I found in my DMs. This one's from Andy Critchell. He says, okay, I'll, I see your question. I'm going to go ahead and frame it for Kool-Aid, though, because if I read it word for word, it's not going to exactly fit the, the segment. So I'll, I'll phrase it to where it does. He says, Vinnie Johnson was the microwave. Frank Jackson is the air fryer. So, listen, there is <laughs> there's a – I'm close to clicking the – Oh yeah, now, I'm, I'm close to clicking the soundboard, man, on this one. This is why. Because I actually, I think that's a clever name. Because Frank Jackson, there's a few things, there's a few ways you can go with it. It's so like obviously the air fryer, like a fryer, if something's like, if you want to say for something, you're like frying something, it's hot. So Frank Jackson can get hot quick and score. That's, that's obviously another way you can look at it. But the, the way that's making me laugh is like the air fryer makes me think of like his long hair like flowing in the air. So that's another thing. That's like one of the ones that makes me, makes me laugh. So I don't know. I think that's actually, I think that's a funny nickname. I think that's actually a pretty good one. The air fryer. I don't know. I, I, you know what, Andy, out of, out of me being scared that people were flame me. If I click this, Oh yeah, that's how I'm bored. I'm going to say I'm not drinking Kool-Aid on it, but if people are looking for a nickname, I will direct them to this, this uh, nickname you've given And I will give credit to you, and I'll continue. If they end up liking it, I will tell them, hey, this originated on the Kool-Aid segment because my my guy Andy came up with this. I'll make sure you get all the credit, and I'll I'll make sure you get every chance possible to have that be Frank Jackson's nickname. Because I I actually very much, I think it's pretty funny. I I actually think it would catch on. It kind of throws back to Vinnie Johnson and the Pistons' old days, and it also plays on Frank Jackson being like, you know, obviously catching hot quick. And his air flo- and his hair, I should say, flowing in the air. I-, I like it, it's funny. I'm not going to drink the Kool Aid, I'm scared people will flame me if I like it. But if they do like it, I'll make sure you get all the credit for it. But that's all the submissions, I believe, for today. If I missed you guys's, have I missed someone's? Please let me know. I'll be sure to get to it next week, or maybe even Wednesday. If you want it to just be like a mailbag question, I can do it on there. So make sure you guys let me know if I missed any of you guys's. I hope you guys had fun with this episode. I always love doing this one. This one is easily my favorite episode of the week. I love recording this podcast throughout the week. I love doing doing what I'm doing, but easily Thursday nights are my favorite. I get to record this Kool-Aid segment. It's really a lot of fun. I love interacting with you guys and seeing the questions you guys send to me and being able to use this damn soundboard. It's a lot of fun. I have so much fun in my room recording this so I hope you guys have just as much fun I hope you guys recover quickly from this Pistons win the Pistons are back in action on Saturday against the Philadelphia 76ers hope you guys enjoy that game enjoy you guys this weekend and I'll see you guys on Monday stay safe everybody and peace out